What's up, guys, and welcome back to another Sometimes You Go to Bed Angry podcast. My name is Rochelle. And I'm Sam. And welcome back. Sorry, baby. And welcome back. I'm just so so ready to pod. That She's so hyped, y'all. <laughs> that I'm just like cutting you off already. Cutting up already. Uh, well, we're here. We're podcasting. <laughs> you look great. You as well. Bro. How have you been? How's how's your week? Well, I already know, but tell them. <laughs> uh, I mean, the week was good, man. We uh, I spent a lot of my time usually working in this Alpharetta office. So this mm. week I was actually working a lot in the Atlanta office. So that was fun to get to see the city, um, have some interesting lunches, and yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, I just love this new season of your life for you. It's just like, I'm eating in the city. I'm like, oh, I miss you, come on. So yeah, same me, you know, me and Hill, my ace boon coon. We just been chilling, doing the thing. (laughs) Angela Bassett did the thing. We just been doing the thing. So, (laughs) so yes, um, we're going to get right into it. Today, our topic is about relationships. We have not titled it yet. Because we don't know. But um, when you see this, obviously the title will be there. But I feel like it's been a while since we've talked about marriage and relationships. You know, we've been here for a while. Like even before the relationship podcast surged, we were here. And I feel like a lot has definitely changed. And, you know, last time we came back, we just kind of did like a quick update. But this is like our first real podcast. And I have thoughts. Do you yeah, have thoughts? Plenty, plenty of we things have to say. Yes. And so let's get right into it. So let's just start from a general perspective. So right. as a married man, how do you feel about the new wave of conversations about relationships that you see? I mean, it seems like everybody has something to say now. Um, and that includes you, the listener. Um <laughs> So I've seen all different types of opinions. I've seen podcasts, whole podcasts that have been uh, uh, started over this particular uh, subject matter. And I think in general that, you know, it depends on who you're listening to, right? And what their background is and how that shapes or shades or jades their their view on marriage overall. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Um, I will say, though, as a married um, person watching all these conversations, I'm actually proud, right? Yeah, like yeah, when I sure. created this platform in 2015, but 2016 was the first time I did a podcast. This is kind of the vision I had in mind. Obviously my vision is like the perfection part of it, but like, this is the vision that I had in mind. And, big um, picture. huh? Big picture. Yeah. Like big picture. And I don't really mean it in like a, uh, like we did it first kind of way. Right. Like it's just that like there, back then there were no conversations happening about marriage and family, you know, yeah. and everyone was just kind of over it. Like, it's just something I don't need. Like, you know, the afterthought, but I really feel like with the pandemic, I feel like, um, I feel like people just started to focus on what really mattered, you know? Yeah, you were in the house all the time, right? You right. Had and to do people some were like, am I going to die? Right. And so like people <laughs> were just like, let me get back to the basics. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I am proud. I'm proud that this conversation is happening now. With that being said, we're going to talk about the areas of imp- opportunities of growth. 
but I'm definitely proud. Um, you know, I always say that a true and genuine content creator's um, hope is that one day, like, you don't need them anymore. And I feel like we're actually getting better. Like, we're yeah. actually having, like, you know, tough conversations that need to be had um, for relationships. And, you know, everybody knows that in the beginning, you know, yeah. hard conversations, the reality of those things, they're, you're usually met with defense and opposition at first, but over over time, the resistant kind kind of goes away. Yeah, and I feel I like we're in like a resistant period, right. and I, I have hope for what is what is to come after that. Yeah, these, these interactions that you're seeing amongst the community um, between men and women uh, and the often hostile interactions that we're seeing, especially at least representations of them, on uh like you know social media and stuff like that this is first stages yeah and we're we're actually the reason why i think and you can correct me if i'm wrong that we're excited about this is that this first stage is going as expected there's going to be hostility there's going to be a lot of things we got to just meet out and go ahead and clash that way that after the clash happens now we can get to the conclusions and the what we've learned from that so we can get to step two um, which is people starting to actually have kind of a level head, the younger generation seeing that, okay, maybe I need to finesse the situation a little bit less brash as, you know, I've seen some of these other people do and, you know, lead to actual successful relationships that lead to marriages. Yeah. yeah. Um, and which is a great segue brings us yeah. into our next portion um, so we talked to you about the good, all of the things that we feel like are great about the new conversations that are happening. But, you know, with all things, there there are opportunities for growth. Right. Um, and so one of the biggest things or at least our first point is that a lot of these conversations, as much as I love them, they are really lacking some wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Here's the thing. Sometimes you're right. I say it all the time. Sometimes you're right, but you're not wise. And I'm saying this because I'm the person in life who's had to bump their head a bunch of times to realize this. You know me. I'm like, but is it true though? But is it right though? And it's like, but are you being wise right now? Right. And so, you know, wisdom is knowing who should be saying something, what should be being said, when it should be being said and how to say it. And I feel like we have the, like, this is the message point down packed, but a lot of the other qualifications for wisdom are just not there. And so we're having conversations and we're still going over each other's head because, you know, people aren't able to decode what we're trying to say because it's right, but it's wrong. Correct. Correct. Right. And so that's a big thing. And so speaking about who, How do we feel about podcasts from people that aren't married? Relationship podcasts from people that aren't married. I feel like if you're going, I'm just going to say this part. Um, if you're going to give advice on relationship podcasts, uh, like you should be in the status at, at minimum, you should be in the status or beyond the status of what it is you're trying to give advice on, right? When you say like, beyond, what do you mean? So, like, for example, if I was trying to get um, advice on investments, right? 
mm-hmm. or if I was trying to get medical advice, right? I would expect the person who I'm talking to, to if it came to investments, they themselves probably have some experience in having dealt with investments. I wouldn't want to just get the typical um, or maybe like, you know, type of barbershop type of uh, advice from someone who maybe they heard some guy talk about it and they're trying to regurgitate some things that they buzzwords that they might have heard or whatever like that. Right. And um, I think that there's um, there's a good good amount of both. We have some people who have been in relationships speaking on relationships. We have some people who have been married speaking on maybe a past marriage that they've been there. People who are married um, for several years who are speaking on, you know, marriages and, uh, yeah, people that are divorced, people that, that are divorced. Could speak on. well, that's what I mean, have been married. Right. Yeah. But then there are people who haven't been married at all who are speaking on marriages and that's where things get a little weird. Right. Like, and so here's the thing, right. So to shoot them a little bit of, um, bail. bail, um, you could tell what podcast we like listening to, but like it's, um, to shoot them a little bit of bail, you don't have to be married to know when something should not be done or the right way to go about things, right? So right. I definitely want to be fair. But I just feel like when you're married, you're able to come from a space of um, longevity and a yeah. space of what actually matters, right? And so, you know, it's really hard for you to say what a woman should be, what a man should be, what a woman should do, what a man should do. When you haven't been in the paint, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, all, all you know is like a wedding day, but you don't know like the actual marriage and, you know, the work that has to be done, you know, while married. Also, I feel like, you know, with dating advice, it's kind of like everybody wants to get it right. So they have all of these tips and tricks and like they're so to stand up for yourself and don't let nobody play you and get, you know, and I agree with that as well. Right. But there's also a bit of nuance, a little gray area, a little bit of, um, the realities of humanity that occurs in relationships and that you just won't understand if you're not married. Like, for, like, for example, like, yes, yeah, stand up for yourself and don't let nobody play you. But if I walk in the house and my, my husband leaves a toilet seat up, I mean, you don't, you don't do that, but like, you know, I'm just picking something out of my head. I'm not, I'm not divorcing my husband. Me some bail now. Like, I'm not, I'm not divorcing my husband because he didn't put the toilet seat down. Like, you know, right. in, in that sense, yeah, technically he played me for the day. I'm going to take that L or I'm going to yeah. just tell him to fix it, you know, and, and we move forward. There's a, there's a, there is a conflict resolution communication aspect to relationships that just saying boom 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 roll 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 you don't really get that um and you can't see that if you're not married and i understand how some of the podcasters are thinking about it in terms of just they want to really create a hard structure for you right yeah because structure is very attractive especially to male audiences right anything that has like a rigid structure is going to be like a magnet for a lot of these men why because a lot of these men didn't have dads a lot of these men didn't have their own leadership growing up so to see someone actually give that it is a form of leadership and therefore they like most men do they will go ahead and follow into that because they themselves want to be leaders of their own homes so i mean i I get the i get the the strategy behind it however i think when you actually do the thing like you actually get into a successful relationship 
and you do start the negotiations of who will do what around the house, who will um, do this, what are the, you know, the splits going to be when it comes to actual um, uh, financials and stuff like that. How many babies do you want to have? Do you want to have babies? Stuff like that. When you start having those conversations, there's a lot more tact and negotiation that's going to come in, into play. And not, not tact and negotiation. Not negotiation. Yeah, I mean, it just <laughs> is what it is. Because, I mean, like... <sighs> I get what you're saying, yeah, though. I, I get mean, what you're saying. You, you, you're going to say to yourself, like me and you, we, we have a very, very traditional setup with regards mm-hmm. to how we divide things around the house right yeah as far as what we do versus what we what uh maybe what i do versus what you do right yeah and i'm telling you that i know people right now this is not going to work for right Right. we know people couples that this whole setup would not fly for them because they're more like it'd probably be more of a 50 50 split when it comes to their typical relationship but my point is to make your relationship work now do we have opinions about what tends to be the most successful type of relationship yeah we got opinions on that but it still comes down to the negotiation between you and your spouse yeah and and so i think that um if you talk to one person they would be like oh traditional roles are best you talk to another person and they view they would view that as oppressive or whatever and so um i i feel like and, but the thing is, people create podcasts and where they're saying, this is how it should be. And, of course, you know, from a biblical standpoint, we could have many different conversations there. But I also feel like at the end of the day, like like you're saying, like, it's relationship to relationship. Some people are working. Some people are not working. Some people uh, still have a relationship where the guy's working and the woman is not, but they still work together. I feel like it's all about like what your partner is good in and not good in. Like you can literally right. waste your whole life trying to make somebody good at something that they're just not good at. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, instead of like creating these conversations where it's just like, you should force yourself to do this and you should force yourself to do this. And part of that is fair. You know, like in marriage, you're going to have to change the little things of yourself in order to make the relationship work. But like if somebody, if it just worked better for like me to cook, and 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 do cleaning and stuff like that then okay like i'm doing it because i'm just best at it and like and if you're better at taking care of hillary at night right like right because right right, because like for that's a great example like we would be considered a traditional family but i don't put but i i rarely put the baby to bed since she was born like you handle that that's always the thing that i've handled that's always been a thing that and let me let me let me kind of put some more uh kind of fleshes out a little bit more right because we, we're talking in the, in the theoreticals and let's let's give people i guess an example of furthermore right so yeah. like in our relationship at my previous job when there were um actually let me let me back up even further there was advice that was given to us um, from a couple who had done like a whole Dave Ramsey thing mm-hmm. and they had got themselves debt free and they really already had this stuff kind of down packed. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, they were so thorough that they had even read the guys. They had read books on the guys who inspired Dave Ramsey. Because, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so the point is, is that they advised us and they were like, yo, what you should do. Um, and he's like, I'm not saying you have to do this, but what if you are following this particular model hey 
why don't you roll all the bills over to Sam's check, right? Remember mm-hmm. when we did that whole thing? Mm-hmm. And when we did that, at first we were very uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But then when we did, we were like, oh, there's a lot of wisdom in this. We freed up a lot of, you know, income now. Um, and at the time you were still working, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's the whole, <laughs> we weren't as traditional as maybe we would say back then, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, and, but, and also like, I didn't have a child, so. Yeah, I you didn't really have a didn't child, have a so, so why not work, at, right? You yeah. might as well, yeah. So, so she's working at the time. We don't have a child. We've rolled all the bills over. And we both now are looking at the finances, like we're looking both at the numbers mm-hmm. and what we have to do as far as for what needs to be saved versus what needs to be um, what needs to be spent on certain um, events that we're going to be planning throughout the year. Mm-hmm. That changed the game that completely changed the game for us. And even to this day, we still have that. And even now, well, I'm not working. So she's not working in that aspect. <laughs> I would what I mean so. is that like. All the bills are obviously on me, but at the same time, there's so much left over that you're able to, you know, um, plan out those things because Rochelle is the planner in our relationship. Yeah. So bringing it back to just like kind of the dating space, um, I feel like it's just like, again, people are making rules where it just really just needs to kind of be what works for your family right? because it's just kind of like, um, you know, Different people are faced with different things. Of course, you hope that you marry the like most perfect person who's the most financially sound or is the most blah, blah, blah. But what if you're married to somebody who is not good with their finances? What? Then like, you know, you might have to structure some things. Or if what if you have a good life? Life goes in seasons. What if you marry someone and they're on the top of the top right now, but then they get let go or, you know, they get sick or something like that? Okay, maybe I might have to step up and go get a job. You know, like you, the, the freedom to change your mind is something that occurs in marriage exactly. and when you have these like stern do it this way do it this way it may sound good in the beginning but you later down the line the after effects of that may crush a lot of newlyweds so I think the biggest thing is always asking yourself should this be said by me like right. yes maybe this should be said but should it be said by me so many times I oh, I do that I'm just like Lord, like I want to make sure that I'm the right person to say this, right? Yeah. One, because I've I've been the person who wasn't the person and said it, and two, I may not have said it in the right way. It's like it's a really big task and a really big calling to like say, hey, I want to get out and I want to teach people and I want to speak because one, we're all going to be held accountable by our words, and two, it's just like there's a lot of heaviness and a lot of weight attached to our word, especially when it's being spread on a mass level. And I don't think a lot of people take that into consideration. They just yeah, more so yeah. take into consideration, like I want to be famous or I want to be a teacher. Or, I want to do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I just feel as though like these, um, the way we need to go about determining who is the right person to say something or um, am I, is this the right time to be said is I think you need to do some level of meditation, some level of maybe prayer, self-reflection. Some, maybe even sometimes I remember hearing a guy who said that before he has certain conversations that are really, really heavy with his wife, he'll write the whole thing out like on his phone. Right. And he will 
go over it almost like five or six times and revise, 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 revise until it's in a way that he knows that she can receive it. But here's the thing. I think that that is contingent upon who you submit to. Because I feel like you can write it down 50 million times, but if you don't have the conviction of saying, like, I'm going to be judged by my words, or I'm if I don't speak accurately, if you yeah. don't have the Lord literally on your back, like, make sure you're doing this right. Because some of these, most of these people, most of these people are not Christian. So if you have, yeah, uh, if, I mean, if you can write it down 50 million times, and if you don't have the right, like, um, conviction of the holy spirit you're going to be like yeah that sounds salacious i'm definitely going to put that in even though that could hurt a, a bunch of people Completely you know even though i'm not really right. speaking like um i'm not speaking like christ i'm just going to put it in there anyway so it's like it's a part it, that is true that's a good there's, there's a part of it to where it's just kind of like you know um Yes, write it down, but everybody has podcast notes. We got podcast notes. I'm sure yeah. they do too to keep themselves on track. But it's like, what are you going to keep in there? And what are you actually going to say when you press record? Yeah, and, and this kind of goes to the how, right? So like for men, our tendency is to get loud, to get aggressive when we're upset about something and we're trying to communicate this particular, you know, uh, tension to our spouse or to the person that we actually want to become our spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, for women, on the other hand, they tend, it's the quality of the words, right? It's the specific words they know that are going to be daggers. So like for men, you start to learn things about like, okay, um, as opposed to me yelling to get my point across, maybe I actually need to get less loud, get more quiet, speak a little slower so that people understand that I'm being serious right now. Or, the, or just that you respect them. Yeah. And then the other side of it is for the women, and y'all need to hear this, the words that you say matter. You do not want to emasculate your dude. I've seen this happen on numerous occasions with other people where it's just like they'll say something and it's like, oh, I wish you didn't say that to him. Like, or just say it in that never way. He's forget those words. Like, and, and you don't want to tear him down in that route. You know what I'm saying? I think you would want to say words in the positive direction that would encourage them to, you know, to grow in that particular light. But then on the other flip side, maybe you can encourage him to be around the guys who would give the harsher criticism, who would give the the, um, the advice of, hey, man, you need to cut this out, bro. Yeah. So like um, so because, you know, I know you're kind of talking about like marriage, but like us talking about the this podcast talking about the side. dating space, um, you know, I think what essentially what we're trying to say is how we should be speaking is extremely important. Like we're lacking wisdom, but we're also lacking empathy and affirmation, yeah. right? Like it's like simple, basic math that when you talk to somebody, um, you know, you need to have a positive, a negative, and a positive. It's called a sandwich. You could look it up. Everybody <laughs> has probably seen it before. Um, you know, and it's like you can't uh, – I hear a lot of men, they're like, oh, yeah, this is the facts. This is the facts. And it's like you can't give someone the facts without affirming them, encouraging them, yeah. and also understanding their plight. You know, like a lot of times a lot of men want women to understand their plight. Like, oh, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm working hard. Okay, 
All right. If if I can understand your plight and yeah. respect you, then under then you need to do the same. And if I can say, hey, hey, brother, I see you working hard. Let's here's an opportunity for growth. Then you should be able to look at the woman that you are speaking to and say, hey, we see that you guys are doing what you can. You're doing your best. You guys are phenomenal. Here's how I think we could get better in the conversation. At the end of the day, it's kind of like stop telling me that you love me and talking to me like you don't. Talk right. to me nice. Right. <laughs> like, right. are you crazy? Like, yeah. talk to me, like, because because when you're talking to me crazy, I can't hear you. So, talk to me like yeah, you have some not, sense. I mean, I've, I've had people, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll give this one example. For those of you in the dating uh, atmosphere right now, the dating pool, which is basically an ocean now. But, um, you know, someone will be out there trying to talk to a guy, and they'll immediately, the guy will have something like, this canned talking point where they say, what do you bring to the table? I feel like you told me one time that one and of your here, friends actually had that happen to them. Yeah. The, <laughs> someone literally said, what do you bring to the table? And it just like, I was taken aback in the sense, in the sense of like, there are more tactful ways to ask that question. The reason why that particular podcaster was asking that question directly like that because he was in a podcast format, right? Right. But that's just to get you to be exposed to the idea. Now, in the real world, when you're actually you talking that, when you're like having that. that conversation, you don't say that, right? Right. Like, if a woman wants to know, hey, what type of money is this guy making? She doesn't say, what's your salary on the first right. date? Like, that's going to be pretty obvious. Like, bro, like, no, you don't say what's your salary. You say, so what do you do? And then you go to the bathroom and, he's and going, look it up on Google Girls. Then you go to the bathroom <laughs> and look it up on Google. Oh, that's what y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> Ask that man. Don't, don't be like, oh, how much do you make? Just say, what do you do? And then when he tells you, just go to the bathroom and excuse yourself. And then look it up. What's the salary for somebody who is a, a in carpenter? your state doing that? Uh, carpenter. Um, <laughs> what is that thing we watch? Um, Justice for Obsolete Industries. <laughs> yes. The Coalition of Obsolete Industries. Yep. Shout out to the carpenters out there. Right. Shout, out to, the car- shout out to the carpenters. Shout out to Jesus. <laughs> but so. uh, yeah, you don't ask somebody um, if you want to know their salary. Uh, you don't say. Um, what do you make? You say, what do you do? Right. And then you make your judgment call from there. It's just too rigid um, is the point. Like it's just, right. it's just too, it's too rigid. So, but on the flip side for yeah. like men, for men who want to say, um, what do you bring to the table? It's, it's almost the same question, just, right? Yeah. What do you do? Um, what do you like to do for fun? Do you like family? How were you raised? You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature are going to get you to the answer of what she brings to the table. But people are just so, and we could talk about this another time, but like people are just, they want the microwave quick, fast. You know, I have a big thing about people just trying to get to the meat of you without doing the work to get to know you. Like, and that's what we're, it's another version of that. And so Mm -hmm. it's just, it's trash. But here's the thing. I'm picking my nose on the podcast. (laughs) Now I want to be clear with it. I want to be clear here, right? There is a conversation that needs to be had, right, about the development of dating and relationships, right? Um, there is a conversation that needs to be had about the new man and woman, the modern man and modern woman, because things are changing, right? Yeah, yeah, um, sure. You know, there is a conversation that needs to be had about desirability, right? And there are many truths to what both sides are saying. But the way you say it matters, like I said, like, no one can hear you. 
And that's a big, big, a big, big thing that we want to just make sure that we nail. And it's like people have to be able to hear what you're saying. It's like a teacher who, you know, teaches a certain way and everyone's feels, feel, everyone's failing the class because you're not, te- you're not teaching in a way where we can understand. And so I don't, I feel like our family, like we don't have time. We don't have time. Like, yeah. like we are Building trying to like build, build our family and get back to where we need to be. In the grand scheme of things, we don't have time for you to be talking to me crazy. Talk to me in a way that we, I can understand and hear me. Hear me, my big chest now. Like, I'm getting passionate now. Like, we, don't, we just don't have time. Like, it's just, it's just a lot of fluff. And we don't have time for that. Like, the family yeah. needs to be rebuilt. Get it together. Yeah, urgency is uh, of the utmost importance right now. And I think that um, getting getting your package together as far as for like, like we talked about how you say things, it it is of utmost importance because those soft skills are what are actually going to get you to the relationship, right? It's going to get you to the relationship. Then there all a lot a lot more of those soft skills in obs in like. There's so many things that you don't even have to ask. Some things, some things you just need to observe. Right. And then when you observe them, you have your answer for what it is. You know, if you're if you that pending question that you know you heard a famous podcaster say, "What do you bring to the table?" It's answered. You see it in the person's actions. And yeah. I think yeah, we, we, it's all about noticing those red flags. I always say, like we said before in the past, get to the no as fast as possible. If you see those red flags and they do one too many get out of there and get to the next relationship yeah and so um bringing it to our next point um these conversations are lacking wisdom they're lacking empathy and affirmation and they're also lacking reality right um and so one of the things that we talk about is you know because you know we're talking about the conversations that are being had about relationships and I just feel like there's a lot of biology that's missing from these conversations. There's oh, yeah. a lot of um, there's a lot of history that's missing from these conversations. And so, like, oh, 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 let me give you an example. So, this thing about hypergamy, right? Mm-hmm. And how women they want to find someone who is better than them, yeah. or be- can give them a better life than what they had, and things of that nature. And so many men are like. Um, they're upset with it and they're like, oh, well, if you can't bring this to the table, then you know, like all the stuff that they say. And it's just like women take on such a huge risk while dating. Right. Yeah. And that risk is kids. Right. Every you okay? Like we are naturally going to be more choosy um, because from the beginning of time, mating life hunting right all the women they want the best hunters Mm -hmm. and now all the women they just want the best ceo it's the same it's the same thing the times have just changed and so like women have always wanted to pick the man that gives them the highest sense of stability and um security and that's just in our nature so like when you're having podcast conversations and you're talking about what, what what women shouldn't be doing if you're able to tell me what a man is biologically, then you better know what a woman has done since the beginning of time. Like, yeah, equip yeah. yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it, that's one of the things that it's just like, what, we're, we're missing the pieces that are needed to have a true and accurate conversation. Correct, correct. I mean, at the end of the day, because you guys have so much at risk, 
um, with regards to the fact that um, when two people come together, at least intimately, uh, one of them gets pregnant and one of them not so much, right? Like, so, and then on top of that, like, even, even aside from just the getting pregnant, right? Like, it's, it's raising the child itself, right? So when you raise the child, um, let's say you get past the dating phase, you get engaged, you get married, you have your kid. When you get past all that, if if things were, if we look at how things have dissolved in many other relationships and failed relationships, because we know the stat is 50% of all marriages fail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, who typically gets custody? It's a woman, right? It's mm-hmm. the woman. So, like, the woman is not only typically going to get custody, but here's the other kicker. Men typically don't fight for custody, right? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Men, I think you need to think about the reality of why someone would be hesitant to date you if you're not making yourself more desirable. Because the the likelihood of you fighting for custody typically has to do with your income. The reason why you would, as a man, would fight for custody is typically because of the fact that you actually want, number one, want to raise your child. And number two, you have the means to do so on an equal basis with your former partner it's the same thing i I personally want everybody to do this within wedlock i want everybody to raise their child with their wife um in the same way i would like for wives to want to raise their child with their husband but at the end of the day we have to start looking at are we being the best person whether it be a husband or a wife so that this person would want to be even attracted to me to create this family Right. There's a, there's a lot of lack of self-awareness that is taking place. And, you know, there's a saying where it's like, the winners aren't complaining, right? It's like, is it truly hard to find a quality candidate? Um, maybe, maybe so. You know, the dating, the dating cha- world has changed and we have been married for going on five years. So we're, maybe we're a little rusty in that area. But I can't help to see the point. You know, like, are you a high value man or woman, whatever those uh, buzzwords, if you have to keep telling us you are like the work will usually show for itself. Usually a lot of times, yes, God's timing is a thing and he's sovereign when he choose when and if he chooses um, to place a companion in your life. But it's also just kind of like if you're not if you don't have your stuff together as a man, like. Stop wondering why the women that you're meeting yeah. aren't don't, don't want to settle down with you. As, if, if you truly have your stuff together, a lot of the times you're looking like, which one do I want to choose? Yeah. As opposed to, I can't find anybody out there. And same and same with same for women. Yeah, and 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 just be honest about that in the sense, of, like we were just talking about this last night about putting your head down and wor- doing the work. Yeah. And then when you look up, you might find yourself light years ahead of some of your peers who have just been talk, 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 talk. And all we're saying is if you if as a man, for example, you put down your head, you do the work, you get yourself to a stability. You get yourself to a place where you are earning wages at which you can raise a family. I don't know what that is for you. You know, if you're in Idaho or if you're in like, you know, somewhere in middle America or if you're in one of the major cities, it depends. Are, are you in a suburb? There are many people of different salary ranges that can raise families on less than, 
you know, this, you know, whole six figure thing as far as to get started. You can get started on that with your spouse, cooperate with one another. And then as you continue in your career, you will you will grow. You will you will build up. You will become a better man who commands a better salary, who then therefore is able to provide all these amenities and things to his children and his offspring. But the conversations simply just have too many variables in them, yeah. right? And you just need more time with a person um, to figure out what those variables are, right? And it's like a lot of people, like, we don't even need any more podcasts. We need therapists. We need people to get it out, right? Like, you need someone to ask you, like, how has your upbringing contributed to who you are attracted to right like that is extremely important because every time you get on the mic you're going to be speaking from that vantage point right Right. you need to be asking you know are you as educated as you should be are you fit are you physically attractive maybe nobody is checking for you because you got some work to do in the aesthetics area right. can you can you dress do you look presentable like and it shouldn't be about that right but it, there's a part of it that it that is if you saw a woman with a, a, a potato sack on her head dressed in a in, in a big big life-size thing of you you know like you'd, you'd want her to put herself together a little bit better same for women it's like are you picking women that are just do you have are you putting too much dip on your chip do you do you do you need to find someone in but more in your league? Like, see, yeah, do you have a vision? Right. Do you have a plan? Do you have somewhere that you're that somebody can say, okay, he's leading us to go here. Um, can can we see you already doing that? Like, do, a big one. Like, are you motivated? Like, some of y'all are watching so much porn that like your your drive is not even motivated. Motivation is you're, you're shot. Like shot. You're sitting and you know. You're playing and doing video games all day and doing things that are just distracting you from the goal. And people can see it from an exterior standpoint. And it's 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 allowing you to not be successful in your dating search, your dating quest, yeah. right? Um, a lot of these dating theories have to be solved on an individual level. Yeah. It's so, not that you can't find anybody. It's just that those people are out there, but you're just not qualified right now. Or you just haven't and, found and them once, or whatever. And, and, and on, the, on the flip side, you know, it's not that you can't find, a, uh, you know, when it comes to women as well. It's not that you can't find a good man. Those guys are out there. It's just that you have to be qualified. You have to say to yourself, okay, um, what is it these type of guys are looking for? Have I worked on these qualities you know, a great way that I can show uh, guys out there that I'm qualified is how I'm treating, for example, because if, if he's going to be an authority figure in my life as my husband, then I'm probably going to want to show the current authority figures in my life that I have the ability to to take have them take the lead and follow their instruction. But if you're not doing that, then maybe there's there are things that you need to sit down and work through, uh, whether that be with a therapist or whether that be just, you know, some some you know come to jesus moments with your parents you know stuff like that um or whoever might be the elders in your life what whoever it might be because i know some of us we don't necessarily come from the most um wholesome backgrounds and stuff like that and maybe the parents aren't the best person to talk to but there is someone that you do submit to someone you do respect go to that person 
Find out what it is that you're not doing with them. Uh, show, show them even that you're willing to learn about what shortcomings that you do have that they see that could probably impede your progress. So all that things like that. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about lacking wisdom. We talked about lacking empathy and affirmation. We talked about lacking reality. And our last point is a lot of these conversations lack respect. And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into it. And so this section is uh, for the women. And simply put, like women, I don't know why it's so common to talk to men like, like, with a lack of respect or like they're crazy like take it away like (laughs) women need to stop talking to men like they are crazy like a lack of respect for men is like not cute even to men that you don't like yeah like there's just something just the way i was raised like when you're talking to when you're talking to a man like there's just a way that you should speak and granted I have not always been the best at it. I get better as I grow every day. But, like, if I'm talking, you already know. Like, when I'm talking to my dad, the other day you were just like, (laughs) okay. Curls up in a ball. I mean, she loves her dad, man. Like, it's just kind of like, there's just a certain way that I'm going to speak to people that I reverence and respect. And so the question I guess you can ask is, why do we feel like that respect has been taken? Why don't we feel that same respect that we used to feel? And fellas, just so you know, I, I, I remember when I first met her, even though her mom and dad are not together, but the respect that she has for her dad bruh it's bar none that is the example that's what i mean by that in the sense of like i'm not i'm not trying to like put you up on a huge pedestal not like why that not thing. but why but you ain't? I, I, why I, you <laughs> i'm not trying to because because people always try when you when you elevate someone they always try to cut you down so i always keep everybody on level okay but what i'm saying <laughs> but what i am saying clean up on all what, five <laughs> what i am saying is that when i met her she had so much respect for her father that's the attractiveness that you're that you're looking for that would tell you whether or not she would ever have respect for you and like we what you're about to go into right now about on the women's side like you can see if you know there are things that you need to talk about your therapist about your dad not being there and how that has leaked into you don't have any respect for not only your the male peers that you have, but even just men in general. Yeah, and so essentially what I'm saying is this. <laughs> I'm not an advocate of bashing men, and I do see how disrespected and undervalued men are, right? Yeah. Like, social media supports this, and it's wrong. It's dead wrong. Like, you know, it's just not okay, to be talking to the people who are supposed to like lead like there's a certain way that they need to be spoken to and and once you just realize kind of like how men work like you just know that what was something my mom say like you catch more you catch more flies with 
honey than vinegar. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> These outdated proverbs. What? <laughs> bees, honey, what? Uh, vinegar, what? Who's catching so, bees? Who's catching bees? <laughs> in, in, in 2023, we don't do that no more. The honey is in aisle two of Walmart. Stop. <laughs> so, so it's like, you get what I'm saying. So it's just like, um, you know, when you, but again, it's just that, do you care enough to figure out how I'm wired? Right. That is that, that is a huge like thing. Do you care enough to as a as a man, do you care enough to know that I'm a woman and I am sensitive and you need to handle me with care? And as a woman, are you do you care enough to know that a man wants to be talked to with respect or are you just trying to get it out because it's true but you're not being wise and you're setting fire to the the whole thing without even realizing it, you know? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you know, with all the truths that we have and all of the things that we've said today, like we we have more work to do. Like we 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 still need to talk. Like we still we it's, it's not about blaming each other. It's about talking. Yeah. You know. And, and it's also about not only just living the theor- theoretical, but you guys need to start doing life with like other men and women in the in the places that you aspire to be at right um me talking to the fellas i mean it's important for me and i even i need to work on this like i need to have elders over me right but at the same time i need to be pouring into someone younger the re it's it's almost like a cascaded effect right like you have someone pouring into you while you pour into someone else they grow up, they do the exact same thing. And this is how you create the, create the culture that is the antithesis of the stereotype that we have right now. I'm really glad that you brought up the the point of having elders over you because let me just say this right now. Men and women are going to the internet yeah. to learn how to be a man or a woman instead of being discipled, learning how to be a woman or a man by the older people in your life, those elders you're talking about, yeah. those older, and that's the problem. One of the reasons why I refuse to coach people right now yeah. is like, obviously I have dating resources, I have master classes, I have a single strategy course, I have um, other things on my site, RochelleToyola.com, okay. One of the reasons why I refuse to coach because everybody's doing it and everybody's encouraging it is because are my resources good? Absolutely. Of course they are. But I don't know you. I'm not able to do life with you. You know what I would would prefer? See my information, purchase my information, take my information to the person who's discipling you and talk through it with them. Because they are able to see the good. They are able to see the fruit that you're bearing. They are able to see the opportunities for growth. Things that I can't see because I'm not walking alongside you. And so there's a big problem with men and women trying to be raised by the internet as opposed to the community that God has already placed in their lives. As quote unquote connected as we are via the internet, we are still very, there's everybody knows how to clean up and hide their image their true image on the internet. Right. And as much as I would love to coach you or whatever like that, but the fact of the matter is there are things that you will clean up and hide from me as a coach, hide from Rochelle as a coach, and that we just won't be able to understand as to why you are not getting the results that you need out there in the dating market. 
And it's, I'm telling you, it's someone that is close to you that would be better suited for you to take these principles and apply. You might even find, right? Because like we're not perfect. So therefore our advice is not necessarily going to always fit everybody. Right. But let's say you take our master class, right? You go to your elder. Your elder says, you know what? I really like some of the stuff that they, that they advised you on. However, for you, I would change this. For you, I would change that. Right. You know why they're doing that? Because of your climate, where you're at, your temperament, your personality, what it is you need. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they're thinking about all those things that we could never in a million years come up with that type of advice so right. specific to you, tailor-made to you. Right. And the only person who's going to do it is someone who's been in your life who is ready to advise you. Right. So, look, stop. Stop stop getting on these podcasts with no authority in your life. To get real physical connections. To get real physical connections. So, we are wrapping up the podcast. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, we want men and women to be running towards each other. Yeah. Right? Like, cut cut the crap and build a family. It's it's horrible. We're embarrassing ourselves. Like, have, 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 have some shame. Bring back shame. But like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, like, you know, these conversations about relationships are great. And, um, you know, maybe we'll have a part two to this. But at the end of the day, we should be running towards each other and truly caring and handling each other with care. And um, those are my thoughts. Do you have any uh, final thoughts to add before we wrap this up? I want everybody to shoot for success. I don't want this whole, um, and we're going we're gonna to have another podcast coming up really, really soon. Trust me. Um, and when I say shoot for success, I want you to be bragging on stories of success. I do not want the thing that's been the popular thing over the last two and a half years, basically, for you to be bragging of stories of failure of relationships oh, i want you guys good. succeeding in relationships yeah that's good let's push that man. that's good oh now now i have to say this last one <laughs> yes so so it's just kind of like um this is another thing i say like if you're consuming dating content ask yourself are you apply- is it working yeah are, like exactly. are, because one we have a bunch of people who are just consuming to have information they're not applying anything they're not even going out there talking to anybody right. dating nothing they're just like they're just consuming co- content and it's like that's not the point of this yeah. so are you actually applying it is it actually working or are you just hearing shock value things that and you're still in the same spot in the dating space that you were last year if so then you might need to re-strategize and listen to someone else or get out there and actually apply what you're learning so you can see who's true and who's not there, there, uh, I'm sorry, I got to add one more thing. Um, fellas, 